Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. The Lords of the City of London, from the gold markets of the Pacific Rim and the Far East, comes V, the Gorilla Economist. He clears the fog of economic and geopolitical disinfo. Know the truth. See the trends. Understand the players. Protect your future and family. The financial freedom fighter, a rebel with a cause. This worldwide transmission has been brought to you by V, the Guerrilla Economist. Helping the world understand, prepare and make sound decisions to protect your future and your family. Visit V, the Guerrilla Economist at roguemoney.net. Spelt R-O-G-U-E-M-O-N-E-Y. Hello, 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 folks. It's the one and only Notorious Glorious V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning. And uh, there's lots to discuss as we've been detailing, highlighting, and narrating the collapse of the United States of America for the last 12 years and counting. So lots of good things are going on, lots of destructive things are going on, and a lot of clown world issues are going on as well. So... We're going to be covering all of that. And also, um, come Thursday, uh, Cowboy's going to be on with myself. And uh, we're going to have some um, some amazing news. We're going to pull back the curtains and show you what the heck we've been working on for the last few months. And it's finally done. And it's going to be something that's going to revolutionize and change your life. I sincerely mean that. It's going to revolutionize and change your life. And it's going to bring a lot of freedom to a lot of families. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very proud of this accomplishment. In order to get this done, uh, where do we begin? I guess we'll start first and foremost with the circus show that is the Donald Trump thing. Okay. Now, here's the thing, folks, that you have to remember irrespective of your opinion, okay, irrespective of your opinion on Trump, whether you like him, you don't like him. You think he's, you know, working with some crash helmets or white hats and they're, you know, changing the world and doing things behind the scenes, which, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But one of the things we do highlight here is that there is a war. And there is a war in Wall Street. And there's, this conflict has been raging between the Wall Street crowd and the Davos crowd for quite some time. And it's all coming to a head. In the, in the process of this war, you have to understand... You don't have to look at it like two chess masters that are battling it out for, for position and power and leverage. You have to look at it as it's the bare-knuckle fight. It is a no-holds-barred, and they are slugging. It is a barroom brawl. And in a barroom brawl, there's no chess master. There is whoever has the biggest chair that can smash it against the head against the other guy or whoever has a bottle to break over the head of the other guy, and whoever has the biggest guy to throw the other guy over the barroom table and then beat the crap out of each other. That's the strategy. 
the strategy is not okay how we can you know uh yes yeah, so there is some 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 uh, uh methods here so to speak that, that we've seen deployed with certain people that are no longer with us who have been deemed to have deleted themselves right and uh you know mysteriously they they deleted themselves by uh wounding themselves three times in the back of the head and so on and so forth right and then you hear about scandals like jeffrey epstein and and who's on that flight list and this that and the other and there's gonna be a lot of mudslinging going back and forth with each other but let me not tell you for one second that there's some great geostrategic scheme here no what is happening, though, is that there is a conflict, and it's who is going to rule the corpse that is the fallen American empire. Who is going to rule over the leftovers that is the United States? That is what this war is all about. Now, we all know why they hate Trump. They not only hate Trump, but they fear Trump because Trump literally upset the apple cart when he ran and won in 2016. He literally changed the order of things. He literally put a monkey wrench into many of the plans that these globalists have created and in their vision of their quote-unquote world, their, their you know rules-based order, which there is no rules really, right? He completely threw a monkey wrench into it. So they don't want him to run. So now they, they got, you know, 34 counts. Now he pulled a mattress tag off 15 years ago. That That's a crime. He, you know, 34 counts, which is literally at this point of the game, most likely just BS crimes. It's just BS, like process issues, right? These are not even crimes. I don't even know what you want to call this. And the latest this morning is that the Trump attorney announces plans to file motions to dismiss, alleging prosecutorial misconduct. Now, there's a problem with the motion to dismiss because it is in the deepest blue Democrat heartland. It is in with a judge who's as blue as it can get. Any more blue, they'll be calling him Papa Smurf. That's how blue this judge is. That's how sheep-dipped this judge is. I mean, for the, for the love of God, I mean, CNN was praising this judge. The New York Times was, was singing platitudes about this guy. So you know he's not going to get a fair shake. You know that they're not going to get any sort of Dismissal, not on 34 counts. He said the wrong thing. This is. And it is. And, and, and Bill's right. It, it is out of the statute of limitations, 100%. So Joseph Takapina, a lawyer defending the former President Donald Trump and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's hush money case. Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg. A moron. An idiot. Oh, Jesus. We, have, we literally have people like this, man. 
And Bill is right. Trump's attorney should be countersuing. And Bill, this is that's why you should be advising them, Bill. Bill is an absolute dangerous individual when it comes to legal stuff. Absolutely dangerous. And Bill's right. They should be countersuing. But they're going to file a motion to dismiss, which is the stupidest thing you're going to do because the judge is going to dismiss the motion to dismiss. So anyway, Joseph Tecopina. He plans to file a host of motions to dismiss, including one based on prosecutorial misconduct and selective prosecution. There'll be a host of motions we're going to make, including a motion to dismiss based on selective prosecution and prosecutorial misconduct. Takapina told Fox News Hannity program late Monday, adding that the defense team will consider other motions after seeing the indictment, such as a venue change or a statute of limitations considerations. Trump's arraignment hearing is set to begin at 2.15 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, April the 4th. Uh, so it's going to be Tuesday. That's today at 2.15 p.m. Eastern. Okay. The announcement revealed the first move made by Trump's defense attorney in a historic case where a former president faces criminal charges. So the exact charges are under seal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bragg's criminal case appears to be centered on whether Trump made a $130,000 payment to Stormy McDaniels. Stormy. And documented the payment as a false business record, thereby committing a state offense to cover up or commit violations of federal campaign finance laws. Never mind this payoff was done before he even announced, before any announcement in 2016. Never mind this pay this payoff was done for something that occurred. Maybe maybe it occurred, maybe it didn't. Who the hell knows? In 2006, which when Stormy with the famed lawyer Michael Avenatti, another disbarred liar of of of, 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 of the highest order. Their entire case was thrown out. It was a joke, and they they wound up owing Trump legal fees. So Alvin Bragg decided because, you know, Alvin Bragg's a genius. You can tell that there's a lot of brain power there. I mean, he has enough IQ to warm toast. And Bill's right. The feds aren't even pursuing it. Tells you the legitimacy. The feds don't even want to touch us. Why? This is about a process crime, so to speak, that is already past the point of the statutes of limitations, number two. And number three, for something that has occurred in 2006, which was paid off before he even announced his 2016 candidacy to run for president. And even if you can document and say this is a state issue, it's a state crime, because, it, 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 because it was documented as a false business record, thereby committing a state offense, that right there is also challengeable in a court. And if you look at the history of that, of, of these kinds of things, only a small fine to the state is paid, and that is it. There's no jail time here. There's no arrest here. There's no arraignment here. There's none of this here. Ah, the Dark Raven of the Deep State. Velus, what's up, buddy? <laughs> and that tells you everything. Velus is right. The feds were politically motivated, and they still didn't want to pursue this because it's a it's a lost cause. It's a lost cause. Legal experts have been skeptical about Alvin Schmag, Alvin Bragg, an idiot, a braggart. 
Alvin Bragg, the definition of why they need to get rid of affirmative action. Alvin Bragg, combining federal and state laws to bring forward felony charges. Of course, that is why it's selective prosecution. Again, this is, if it was not named Donald Trump, there would be no indictment. That's a fact. There would not be a case if it wasn't Donald Trump, the attorney told Hannity. And so that's where you were really going to gone amok here. You select the person you don't like, a.k.a. Donald Trump, and then you try to find a crime. It's so mind-boggling to me that we're here. We are here, and it's not just going up. And here's it's not going to hold up. But the fact that they did it, folks, I know we all know this Trump thing is not going to stick, but I want to highlight the bigger picture of this that you should worry about. Camaro, 68 SS. One of my favorite muscle cars, being a former owner of a Camaro. I had a, a ZL1. That was a, back in 2012. That was, that was a lot of fun. Yes, ZL1, the LSA motor, big cammed. Oh, yeah. Poured out the, uh, the supercharger on that. Took it from a 1.9 liter supercharger to a 2.3. Cammed, headers. Uh, that thing that thing had some chop on it. It would just pop, 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 pop. Oh, my neighbors hated me. <laughs> ah, good old days. But here's the thing. What are we not paying attention to? Camaro 68SS said it best. What are we not paying attention to? What's on the other hand? What's on the other hand? We're all looking at this Trump thing, right? First, I mean, think about this. Before this Trump thing, they try to pepper us with what? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. She 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 ran into a, 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 a guy on a kindergarten ski slope, and this retired optometrist was hurt. They want you to think about that. It's the most ridiculous thing. The most ridiculous thing. They're searching for crimes to get him. They're just rummaging through law books, doing everything they can to get him, but I don't think they've succeeded. It's not a righteous prosecution. It's just a prosecution. I think that every libertarian, whether you're a conservative or liberal, should be opposed to it. I can't imagine an appellate court would even hold this up, but I don't think Bragg cares about that. He wants the publicity of a perp walking arrest. That's the whole entire thing. But Bragg doesn't realize that he's going to go down in infamy as the greatest moron and an idiot. This is an absolute embarrassment to the office of the DA, but let's be honest here. If you're for drag queen story hour, you don't care about shame. Shame is not something that's within your sphere of even thinking. If you're all about drag queen story hour. Who cares? Who cares you're going to desecrate the office of the district attorney who cares that hey you're gonna all you're doing this for is to perp walk a president put him in an orange jumpsuit take pictures of it and then this way try to embarrass him from from uh, running for office in 2024 this is going to blow up in in their face so bad this is going to totally blow up in their face so bad i could see trump in an orange jumpsuit Orange man in an orange jumpsuit on a T-shirt as the greatest campaign photo, greatest 
campaign meme, greatest t-shirt and mug for Donald Trump. This is going to blow back on the Democrats so bad. It's like what Chris Rock said in his last comedy special. He said, you want to arrest Trump? That's like arresting Tupac. He's going to sell more records. Orange is the new orange. Herbal herbal sermons, right? Orange is the new orange in 2020. I love it. Orange is the new orange 2024. Can you imagine, Hobo, if they did a mugshot of Trump in an orange jumpsuit? And it says, orange is the new orange in 2024. Vote Trump. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Democrats will just practically hand him a victory at this at this point. Good one, Hobo. I hope somebody from the Trump administration can see this. Orange is the new orange in 2024. Vote Trump. It's over. Americans love an underdog. Americans love a fighter. Because we've been surrounded by losers for the longest time, man. Good one. The Department of of Investigation is looking into Mr. Bragg. In a complaint to the DOI, Commissioner Joshua Stauber, Takapina called for the DOI to investigate uh, allegations of prosecutorial misconduct of current or former lead prosecutors in the New York District Attorney's Office who said that he had a personal political animus against Trump that motivated their decision to begin investigating the former president. He named Bragg, former District Attorney Cyrus Vance, former New York District Attorney Officer General Counsel Carrie Dunn, and former Special Assistant District Attorney Mark Pomerantz, who have at some point been involved in investigating Trump. And here's the thing. The thing... The thing is this. This is all a joke. Because there's a lot of other things that they're trying to distract us with. Number one, all of a sudden, the all-cause mortality rate among children has risen 20%. Among children, distraction number one. Number two, the labor market is, is literally shitting the bed. Oh, yeah. Literally shitting the bed. The job openings are far lower than reported by the Department of Labor. Job openings and hirings crashed to the lowest point since May of 2021. And this is in the in the thick of the whole scandemic. This also distracts you from the fact that all of the international news that took place China and Brazil deciding to trade utilizing the yuan Saudi Arabia and Iran settling their differences Iran's going to join OPEC. Saudi Arabia is going to join BRICS. 
the dollar right now being only used at 41% of world trade. And that is soon about to be shifted as well. And one of the biggest things that they're also distracting you is the absolute failure. Because the Ukrainian offensive is just about out, out of steam at this point. So they're failing on narratives all over. Their populations are imploding. Energy prices are going to go through the roof come this summer. Going into the fall of next year, you want to see energy prices? You ain't seen nothing yet. Hold on to your butts. It's in. Now, here's the big thing in the room. The dollar is dying. The American economy is falling apart. Europe is done for. The Western world, the rules-based order, is disintegrating in such an incredible fashion. It, it, it's, it, it's incredible to see this. Next year, the dollar will be less than 38% of world reserve. And then 2025, folks, my data point stops at 2025. I've talked to some powerful people in some powerful places, and their data points will also stop there at 2025. So what the hell is happening in 2025? I think we're witnessing a confluence of events. And you're hearing it from the OG, the guy who's been saying this since 2012, documenting everything that's going to happen, all the world events that just occurred in the last two weeks. I've been talking about it for years. And I think by 2025, when the dollar use drops below 35%, it is over as world reserve currency. When the dollar use drops below 35%, it is over as world reserve currency. We are at 41% and dropping like a stone. But Trump's getting arrested in Manhattan. Gwyneth Paltrow, the case was going on. It just wrapped up. She sued the guy for a countersuit for a dollar. Oh, yeah. There's a great article right here from uh, Michael Every of Rabobank. Of Rabobank. Johnny's in his room building a bomb or words spoken by no responsible parent. Not even if they reassure. Bomb making is hard, so he won't be able to do it right. Yet global markets are watching as wires, fuses, solder, and the goods needed to make TNT are all assembled. I love what I love what Michael Every is saying. Consider the last few days that we've seen. That's a great opening. I like that opening. That's very gorilla-like. Johnny's in his room building a bomb. Imagine that. Hey, honey, where's Johnny? Oh, he's in his room. He's building a bomb. But don't worry. Bomb making is hard, so he won't be able to do it right. But the parents are watching there as, as, as Johnny's putting together the wires, the fuses. He's soldering together all the, the pieces. And he has all the material needed to make some TNT. It's all getting assembled. But don't worry. Johnny doesn't really know how to make a bomb. He won't be able to do it right. But Johnny could all blow us to hell. That is what the financial engineers are doing right now. Folks, let me explain something to you. Okay, unlike other talking heads who talk out of their rear ends, I actually work in the industries that I talk to. 
okay, that I talk about. And I will tell you right now, when I'm telling you that when I'm talking to my colleagues and we are like stupefied, that we are in uncharted waters, we're in uncharted territory, we're never before seen. I mean, think about it this way. Think about it, you went sailing, but the guy who gave you the map, right? The guy who gave you the map drew out a wrong map and the GPS was wrong. Everything screwed up. So in other words, your point of direction was completely off. Where would you end up? You wouldn't even know where you'd wind up. It's the same thing with the financial markets. When you've when we've decided to get off of, of real economic accounting and we created the whole GDP nonsense, which is hey, you know what? We're going to do the whole GDP thing and uh and and and, and we're gonna cover, we're gonna count government expenditure as economic growth. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be great. And then we're gonna create derivatives where now we don't even know what the underlying value of any asset is anywhere. Do you understand? Like I, I, I beat myself in the head. The, the, the sheer fact that that we do not know what the underlying value of any mar- of any stock is. We really don't know. We we don't have mark to market anymore. And it worked so long as we had the printing press. It's like Jurassic Park. You built this amazing park, and you and you have you thought you had control. The electricity is out. And you've lost control. <laughs> you know? Let me see if we can find that clip. It, it, it's... Yeah, here's the scene. Uh, It's so poignant, folks. It's so poignant. This is, I want you to realize, like, I'm going to write a book. I cannot even express to you what is in my brain. I sit across from most people and I talk. I can't even express to them what is in my brain because it will take forever to unpack. In and of itself, it's a 700-plus page book of how we fucked it up. Since 1915, I can document for you. And I have oh, I have 900 years of economic data at my fingertips. And I can document for you how they screwed it up at a granular level. And so I use like anecdotes and analogies. And this is a good one. I hope I have the right scene here. But this is the one. Yeah, this is the one with Dr. Sattler. Here, watch this. After you know, this is a disaster that has occurred. Kids are. Oh boy, I got to take you up on that off. Kids are lost. And here's John Hammond, billionaire smart guy. He wants to thought he could play God. This is no different from the from the guys here running the show. 
sounds okay for now. I gave him a shot on this one. I hope that's loud enough. Get the children through Jurassic Park and the dinosaurs. You know the best. Is that loud, guys? Can you guys hear that? I ever built when I came down from Scotland. Please. No sound. Okay, yeah, it's like super low. I don't know why. Let me let me let me uh, find one that actually works here. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't know if I can find it. Anyway, the whole point of the matter is that here's Ellie, Dr. Uh, Settler, right? Ellie Settler, right? And she's sitting down with John Hammond. John Hammond just lost his kid. His grandkids are out there in the woods. Dr. Alan Grant is out there. They're in the, they're in the park. The dinosaurs are all loose. The power is out. And Hammond is saying that, you know, only if we had the power. Oh, you know, the next time we, we do it, we'll make sure that there's a backup generator and a backup generator to another backup generator. And, and we'll have some fail safes and this way it'll never happen again. And she's like, no, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. You never had the power. That's the problem. You never had control. And that's the message to the people that are running the West into the ground. You never had control. We're in such a place right now of uncharted territory, you might as well have Johnny in his room build a bomb. Like Michael Every of Rabobank said. You might as well have Johnny in his room. That's okay. Johnny's in his room. What's he doing, honey? Oh, he's building a bomb, but don't worry. Bomb making is hard, and he won't be able to do it right. It's fine. Fresh 45454 said it best. It was all an illusion. That's right. And the and the guy who was right from the beginning was Dr. Ian Malcolm, right? The statist, the, the mathematician statistician. He said, you never have control. Life finds a way. Played by Jeff Goldblum, right? And that's what guys like me are. We're the Goldblums. We're, we're, we're the, uh, the Dr. Ian Malcolms of the world. The contrarians. He said, no, you never have control. You think you're gods of finance. You think you are the, the, the wizards of, of finance and that only, in, only the initiates can understand your jargon, your fanciful words to describe the most simplistic of things. We're not, you know, not going to call it money printing. We're going to call it quantitative easing. We're not going to call it we're screwed. We're going to call it stagflation. Yes. And because we use fanciful words, we're going to be protected. And that's why they dumb down the population so that the elites will continue to use fanciful words so they can never perjure themselves and say, we never said that. We never said we're going to money print. We said quantitative easing. And the average citizen who's been so dumbed down because of his educational system, because of the food, he wouldn't know anything. And because of social media. But that's the illusion. These idiots never had control. Why? Because they're not about longevity. 
They're not what's good for their country and for future generations for the next 56 years. They don't think like that. They think about the next election cycle. Peter Schweitzer's book. Where he, he you know, talks about corruption, talks about, you know, um, uh, uh, the whole aspect of raising money. It's incredible what's happening. Mike Every goes on and writes, there's more supply destruction from OPEC plus pushing oil up. Which the White House claims it knew about in advance and which apparently driven by its refusal to rebuild its strategic petroleum reserve at lower prices as pledged, hasn't done so. Because remember what I told you, remember the analogy I gave you guys years ago. If the oceans of the world were to run out tomorrow, the United States will still be building submarines because that's just what we do. And we'll have a bucket line of people paying them thousands of dollars a day and there'll be a bucket line going around the block and they'll be paying th- they'll be paid thousands of dollars a day to go ahead and take a water of a, a bucket of water and pour it on the submarine. Because that's just what we do. A Russian national uh, security doctrine for long-lasting hybrid war versus the U.S. and Europe because the Russians have to do it? Okay, fine. There's more articles on Chinese and U.S. war preparations or lack of as Graham Allison of the, of the, of the Thaucides trap claims American politics are driving towards a provocation that China could not avoid and that we're sliding into a catastrophic new conflict. The EU is calling for de-risking supply chains vis-a-vis China, and China warned them not to do it. Oh, you're warning us not to do it, China. That's because you want to control us. No, you idiots, because if you decouple the supply chain from us, You're not hurting us. You're committing suicide for yourself. You might hurt us for a little bit, for a little bit of time. But guess what, assholes? 80% of the world has given you the West the middle finger. So go ahead and cut the supply chain. Folks, all we're doing, the Western elites, all that they're doing is making things so much worse for themselves. All they're doing is impoverishing their own their own populations. I think uh, Cowboy sent me this meme. It was hilarious. It said, America spent 50 years fighting the USSR just to become a gay, retarded version of it. Isn't that wonderful? That's just amazing. It's so well said. Let me see if I can share it. No, I can't share it. Open with preview. Let me see if that works. This way you guys can see it. Window preview. Nope, can't share that. Google Chrome is screwing me up over here. Yeah. Spent 50 years fighting the Soviets. Now we're like a retarded, idiotic, rainbow mess of it. And here's the thing. I mean, DevOps says uh, we just, we're, we're a bunch of mindless nation of consumers, but we need more credit to buy things. Here's the funny thing. Credit's running out. The credit markets are all contracting. There's a law that goes with credits. Right? There's a system with credits. And as, as these financial morons 
can't understand that. C credit has some sort of collateral to it, right? You got to have some sort of something's collateralized in order to extend a credit to it, right? There's some sort of commitment there. There is no commitment. There is no credit market. There's no credit default swap anymore, collateralized debt obligation. It's over. Singapore's prime minister is calling for new ground rules so global trade can continue without decoupling, but with, with expectations that the playing field will be much less flat and that we may end up on one side of the Gulf or the other, and that's just the way the world's going to be. In other words, the world is splitting in two. The multipolar world will continue to flourish you'll have human rights and freedom and, and civilization will move forward. But if you're in the West, uh, I think that what the West is going to come up with at the end of the day is going to be sweatshops and sex work will be the two biggest industries in Western countries, sweatshops and sex work. The financial times, Gillian Ted says, prepare for a multipolar currency world, noting that the CEPR view that, the renminbi can play a more important role in the future, even in the absence of full financial liberalization. This process would involve trade invoicing and settlements, central bank swap lines, and offshore, and offshore renminbi markets. This would not lead to the renminbi overtaking the dollar, but rather a, to a multipolar world of key currencies, including the dollar, euro, and renminbi. And India and Malaysia agreed to settle trade in Indian rupees. In other words, more and more and more and more and more of the world is leaving the dollar. Once we get below 35% of, of, of global use for the dollar, you're no longer reserve currency. And we enter 2022 at over like 50 some odd percent. I think it's like 51 or 53% of the world still using the dollar. And after this, nope, 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 nope. And this is another thing. This this also coincides with Tom Luongo was saying: if fewer dollars are earned via global trade, how are global euro dollar debts and service? They're not. They're just destroyed. The view remains that the U.S. would, after a period of adjustment, thrive in a Merkelist world, but Wall Street in its present form would not. Correct. On which note, do you think the U.S. financial hegemon encircling and containing China and running a hybrid war versus Russia is going to do no, is going to do nothing with its FX shift? Really? is looming at that margin. The U.S. administration is perhaps not so clear-cut, but some on Twitter are quoting that the White House press secretary as saying non-U.S. dollar settlement of global trade violates the rights of American citizens. <laughs> oh, my God. It's okay. Because the next time we build a park, the next time we build Jurassic Park, it will have the fences and we'll have backup generators and we'll have fail-safes. And I assure you that the tourists will be most happy. The next time we build a financial system, it's going to be okay. We'll have central bank-issued digital currencies and everything will be okay. And we'll win all our hybrid wars and all our proxy meddling all around the world will be okay as well. Because we are the masters of the universe. I mean, these people are doing only a group of people that have drunk the Kool-Aid for 50 years and have forecasted into a vacuum and have created the largest echo chamber to the detriment of its own citizenry would believe such heinous 
out of this world bullshit about themselves. But congratulations, United States of America. That's the elites we have. Hobo, I wouldn't go to France, man. <laughs> I wouldn't go to France in 2025. I mean, my God. And DevZop's like, yeah, they're pissing in the streets of France. They're going to be crapping in the streets of France soon. Ain't going to be no money there to, to pick up uh, any of the refuse. It's incredible. Don't worry. Trump's getting arrested. 34 classy felonies. It's it's incredible. People are like, oh, you know, this is amazing. They want to gag Donald Trump, prevent him from speaking. TMZ's reporting that Donald Trump's attorney's indictment makes him Tupac and Biggie. Just going to boost his brand. You're damn straight. You want to talk about street cred? Donald Trump has got more street cred. <laughs> exactly. Class E felonies. Not like a parking ticket, basically. Nobody's coming to fix this. There's no way of fixing this except resetting the entire debt. Everybody's debt has to get wiped out. There has to be a, a, a debt jubilee and a complete financial reset. There has to be a forgiveness of debt. Everybody's debt get canceled. The, the whole system has to get rebooted. There's no way of accounting for any of this crap. The whole system needs to get a, 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 needs to start from zero again. And this is why rulers in the East and in the, in the Near East and Middle East, you know, going back thousands of years. They've always had debt jubilees in, the, you know, in those civilizations long ago because they understood there's a point that, you know, debt begins to grow that the you have to settle it. You have to, you have to, you know, void it out, reset to zero and start again. We are at that point. We are at that point. It's unbelievable, folks. But that is that is what it is. That is what it is. Bigger things on the horizon. They're distracting us, but the system is breaking down. More and more commodities manufacturers are shifting and pivoting away from the dollar. And these are the smaller guys. And guess what? Those smaller guys are dictating exactly where the full funds goes. When I when we're dealing with African gold miners and and platinum producers and silver miners, and they're saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, we're willing to take local currency. We're willing to take local currency instead of the dollar." Then you know what it is. then you know what it is. This is the way it's going to go. 
And with that being said, folks, I'm at the end of the show. We will be back tomorrow. Gus with Gus will be on, so make sure you keep it locked and loaded right here. Roguenews.com. Subscribe, 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 like, comment, share. And again, folks, we are everywhere. You want us to be plus a bag of chips. We're on, you know, we're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube, not so much, Twitch, DLive, Rumble. We're everywhere, man. We are everywhere, so you can't miss us. And most importantly, go to roguenews.com. Roguenews.com, 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 where you'll find everything in its entirety. And thank you all for listening in. We'll be back tomorrow. Cheers.